Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What is up, Zinger Nation? My name is Logan, and this is Moon or Bust, your home for all things crypto at Benzinga. Ryan, we got a crazy challenge going on today. In 10 seconds or less, tell me what we're doing. We're doing on top 100 cryptocurrencies in 60 minutes. So we got like 35 seconds per cryptocurrency. Going to be super fast. Super, super fast. All right. What we need from you guys out there in the chat, Zinger Nation. First of all, say what's up. Drop a comment. Say hello. Let us know how you're doing. Second of all, we need you to keep score. Okay. This is very important. Listen closely. Ryan and I are going to go back and forth on the top 100 cryptocurrencies. I'll say number one. Ryan will say number two. And we'll go from there. If we don't know it, you guys got to uh, mark us down a point. If we do know it, uh, mark us up a point. You don't have to actually you know, keep these numbers in a spreadsheet or anything. Just keep the vibe in your head and let us know the winner at the end. That's right. You guys will pick the winner at the end. Ryan, are you ready for this challenge? I'm ready. I'm about we need... to start the screen share. Start the timer. First challenge ever on Moon or Bus. Let's go. Yes, sir. We need some stakes, though. I think that the winner should be Master of Coin at Benzinga. Matt. Yo, I mean, technically, that's only fair, right? They, if you know, mm-hmm. if you're the master, you're the master. Shit, bro. High stakes today. We're going to become ungovernable. Focus on the tech. Alrighty, <laughs> let's get the screen share in there. And I'll take off the notes. No spoilers. We'll start the timer. We have, let's see, 57 minutes left. We'll just go for an hour. Ryan, are you ready? Do you want the first one or the second one? I'll take the second one. You can go first. All right. Number one, Bitcoin. It's digital gold. That's it? That's it. You, you I mean, what else, what else I guess do I can, need to say? It's I guess Bitcoin. we can save a little bit of time for the smaller cryptos we might not know more about. That's what I'm thinking. Ethereum, general purpose blockchain, biggest smart contract blockchain, a layer one, uh, best ecosystem, great long-term hold. <laughs> not financial advice, right? Total financial right. advice. <laughs> Don't listen to him, guys. Number three, Tether is a stable coin. Uh, it is it was started by Brock Pierce and a few other guys. It is questionable for its reserve backing, whether or not it's actually backed by one-to-one or whether it's backed by debt, some sketchy debt, in particular the Evergrande debt that could cause a cascading collapse in the crypto ecosystem. Uh, Tether is like the main purchasing asset of Bitcoin these days, so watch out for it. All right, four, Ryan, go. BNB. BNB is a smart contract blockchain. It's EVM compatible, so it can connect to Ethereum applications and it sells people on its scalability. Transaction fees on BNB are one to two cents, whereas Ethereum is like 10 to $50. So it's very usable and a lot of people in the Binance ecosystem use BNB. I also think you can use it for discounted trading fees on Binance's uh, exchange. Boom. All right. USDC, another stable coin pegged to the US dollar. This time it's backed by Circle, which is an organization based in the US, has a lot of big names on the board, uh, and they're very clear about their backing. It is uh, over collateralized. All right, Ryan, XRP. All right, XRP. XRP is the Moon Boys crypto. They have a SEC lawsuit going on right now. So you can't actually trade it in the US. 
but other than that, I mean, it might be tradable in the U.S. pretty soon. So keep your eyes on that. It's focused on bank to bank transfers, not really super decentralized, not really a fan favorite of most crypto enthusiasts, but it does have a super huge market cap. As you can see, it did go to three dollars as its all time high in 2017. Number seven, Cardano, Cardano. is a smart contract, <laughs> smart contract blockchain, uh, focusing on scalability and um, doesn't really have much of an ecosystem yet. Their smart contract rollout was a bit messy and there's some sawing going on behind me. So I'm going to mute myself and pass it to you. All right. So next up, we have Solana. This is one of my personal favorites from the top 10. It's another smart contract blockchain focused on scalability. Uh, this time it's within the FTX ecosystem instead of the BNB, Binance ecosystem. Kind of centralized, though. So that's where it makes up. You know, Ethereum's much more decentralized. Solana's more centralized, but it has lower transaction fees. Has gotten shot, shut down a couple times. So that is something to note with Solana. Other than that, its ecosystem is really good. Lots of TVL locked on its smart contracts so i'm bullish on solana we can go to the next one how are we tracking with time logan actually we can do that we're doing we great so far i think uh, we're yeah i think we are don't throw me off ryan i know what you're trying to do number nine terra <laughs> luna this is a token in the cosmos ecosystem uh this is a decentralized stable coin similar to Dai, and it as of just recently there is now a um, what is it a billion dollars in bitcoin backing the Luna treasury. This uh, Terra Luna is this the stablecoin collateral coin that stabilizes UST, the reserve asset. Not USDT, but UST. All right, Ryan, Avalanche. Avalanche, yeah, another smart contract blockchain. This is another EVM-compatible blockchain, so you can pour over apps from Ethereum onto Avalanche. Made by John Wu and Emin Gunsir, which are two amazing guys in the crypto space. Lots of TVL on this one, too. I think there's around $10 billion of total value locked on Avalanche right now. Some of the biggest platforms are Aave, Trader Joe, uh, and Wonderland Time. So look out for those as well, all within the Avalanche ecosystem and within the Ethereum ecosystem because it is EVM-compatible. All right, 10 down, 90 10 left down. Wait, 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 wait. Let's check the time. Let's check the time. Let's see how we're pacing because we're 10% of the way through. We should be at right around six minutes. Perfect. Okay, Perfect. yeah, we got we're a couple minutes. We got minutes. some time to awesome. spare. Okay, so for everybody who's just tuning in, we're going through the top 100 cryptos in 60 minutes. We're doing a challenge. Ryan and I are going back and forth. If we get it, we get a point. If we don't know it, we lose a point. We need everybody out there to keep track for us and tell us who's the winner at the end. High stakes today. The title of Master of Coin at Benzinga is up for grabs. Winner of this challenge will get it. Make sure you smash the like button if you're enjoying this content and share it with your friends if you want them to hear the overview of the top 100 currencies. Back to it, 11, Polkadot. This is a blockchain interoperability ecosystem. It's like a layer zero. There are uh, parachain slots that have blockchains, uh, application-specific blockchains plugged into them. So they have a DeFi ecosystem with a limited number of applications uh, that are currently available. This makes the highest value ones always the most accessible uh, and weeds out the spam. Dogecoin is the people's currency, Elon Musk's pick for his cryptocurrency of choice. Also a favorite of the moon boys. And we are down bad from all time high uh, transactional currency. I think that's all that needs to be said about Dogecoin, the 12th biggest cryptocurrency by market cap. Uh, Binance USD is, you guessed it, a USD peg stablecoin issued by Binance. <laughs> Terra USD is, you guessed it, a stablecoin issued by the Terra ecosystem. Usually equal to a dollar is slightly below that right now. Polygon is a you skip uh, Shiba Inu. Sk you skip Shiba oh, Inu. That's the best I'm coin sorry, on this I'm list. 
Sorry. Shiba Inu is the best coin on this list. It is a uh, derivative dog meme, and a lot of people on Facebook like it. Polygon is one of the most promising layer two solutions out right now. They have several blockchains they're working on and it helps scale Ethereum's network. Uh, also EVM compatible. It's a layer two, derives its security from Ethereum's network. Lots of promising things going on with Polygon right now. Wrapped Bitcoin is the ERC-20 version of Bitcoin. It is Bitcoin stored on the locked on the Bitcoin mainnet and issued one-to-one on the Ethereum mainnet in the form of an ERC-20 token. Why use that instead of Bitcoin? Because Ethereum has DeFi, bro. You can, you can do other things other than send and receive. Okay, I'll waste no more time. Kronos is formerly Crypto.com's coin, uh, ecosystem coin for Crypto.com. They are developing a smart contract blockchain as well, but right now it's used to get better benefits with credit cards as well as discounted trading fees on Crypto.com. Boom. DAI is a decentralized stable coin uh, backed by a protocol that is managed by MakerDAO. Is it a good investment? I've been holding DAI for a long time. It's still at $1. So I think it's a, a pretty stable investment. Litecoin is a dinosaur coin, proof of work, but it's still shown every day on CNBC. The boomers love it. It's essentially Bitcoin, uh, but with better transactions, uh, faster transactions, cheaper transactions. But there are competitors with even cheaper and faster transactions now. So I don't personally see too much of a use case for Litecoin at this point. It has engraved Mm -hmm. its name into the crypto space, so it will probably survive, but I don't think it's going to outperform some of these other newer cryptos. Yeah, Bitcoin Lightning Network is going to end its short life. Uh, Cosmos, another interoperability layer zero protocol similar to uh, Polkadot. This one uh, is managed by a company called Tendermint, CEO uh, what, Peng, Peng, uh, Peng Zong. Pe- yes, Peng Zong. Great guy. Had him on Mooner Bus before. Uh, I'm a big fan of Cosmos. I think their mission is commendable. Near Protocol is a smart contract blockchain yet again, focused on scalability. Logan, you might need to help me out on this one. I don't know if you know any special selling features of Near Protocol, but I can't speak anymore on that one. Maybe mark me down a point, but my answer is Personally, I, I prefer close to Protocol. <laughs> uh, so that was a, an inside joke. Sorry about that one. Near Protocol is uh, layer one blockchain. I think it's, uh, I don't know what their unique selling point is. Um, Doom slug right. consensus mechanism. We'll go with that. Yeah, knock us down both a point. Actually, that was yours. So just just Ryan, I'm winning right now. Chainlink. Chainlink is a decentralized oracle network for providing real world data in a decentralized manner to the decentralized finance ecosystem on Ethereum, Avalanche, Polkadot, Cardano, etc. One of the most integrated and most promising projects out there. Personally, I'm a fan at seventeen dollars. And Uniswap, it was one of the very first DEXs on Ethereum. It has the most total value locked for any decentralized exchange. You can go on there, swap cryptocurrencies without a broker in exchange. Uh, that would be a centralized counterpart to that. Uh, they did an airdrop back in the day about two years ago and popularized cryptocurrency airdrops. It was the first big airdrop in the crypto space where they airdrop 400 coins to each user of the platform. Started an era with that one. Uh, All right, 25 FTX token FTT is similar to uh, the BNB tokens used for reduced trading fees on the FTX trading platform. Uh, I don't know if there's much use case beyond that. 
Tron. Tron is another smart contract blockchain. It has some pretty big tokens on it. I think BitTorrent is the largest token on the ecosystem. Uh, mark me down if I'm wrong, Logan, but I'm pretty sure BitTorrent is on Tron. They're also experimenting with NFTs, which could be cool. Uh, but other than that, I think there are probably other more promising smart contract blockchains out there with more adoption right now. I tend to think so as well, Ryan. All right, quick break. Let us know how you guys are doing in the comments. Are you enjoying today's challenge? Who's winning so far? Uh, yeah, how you feeling? Um, all right, Bitcoin Cash up next. Bitcoin Cash is a hard fork of Bitcoin that spawned in 2017. They wanted to increase the block size from one megabyte to two megabytes, allowing two times the transactions per second and to uh, doubling the rate that the blockchain grows at. Um, making it therefore more centralized. Um, most of the Bitcoin community uh, was against this. Uh, and so the community that favored Bitcoin Cash forked away, created their own blockchain, Bitcoin Cash. Uh, use cases, kind of hard to see with the Coin Lightning Network scaling before our eyes. This is actually perfect that Ethereum Classic and Bitcoin Cash are right next to each other right. because they're both hard forked cryptocurrencies. So Ethereum Classic was made after the DAO hack in 2016. And this was made to basically refund everybody with Ethereum who had their um, funds stolen through the DAO. So Ethereum Classic is essentially the original Ethereum. Not too much development going on compared to Ethereum's ecosystem these days. Uh, but people still value it and people disagreed. And that's what caused the hard fork. Some people thought that code is law and nothing should be changed. So they adopted ethereum classic whereas most people adopted ethereum and refunded people that were hacked during the dow hack in 2016 mm -hmm. yeah i wonder where ethereum would be today if that wasn't done a lot of the core contributors might have you know been discouraged and left um all right algorand algorand is a layer one smart contract blockchain um did I get that wrong already? Is it? Is it no, it is. It is. But I want to hear a selling point. Blockchain-based network. Yeah, I'm cheating. Mark me down one. Uh, do you know a selling point of it? I think it has one of the fastest finalities out of any protocol. And it has proof of work and proof of stake, I'm pretty sure. Um, or no, pure proof of stake. So I think one of its big selling points is that it doesn't actually hard fork. So this one's fitting with the other two as well. Uh, instead of doing hard forks, they do soft forks as upgrades. They have a different type of uh, consensus mechanism called pure proof of stake that lets that happen. Interesting. All right, Leo Ryan, tell, I tell me even about don't try. I can't pronounce that name. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I probably should. It's on the Terra Luna ecosystem, right? Or I, I see it's on Ethereum, so maybe not. It is in the... Oh, this is Bitfinex's token. Yeah, I think so it's in is... the Cosmos ecosystem. No, it's not. So this is like a, another one like FTX token and BNB where you can hold it on the exchange. It's actually backed, I think, by, uh, by Bitcoin to some degree. And this is the token that shot up a ton when the U.S. Department of Justice found out who hacked Bitfinex back like four or five years ago. Um, so it saw a resurgence in value if you peep the chart just for a second, go to maybe three Jesus. months or a year, you can see exactly when that announcement happened. So people are waiting to see if they can get back some Bitcoin with these coins. Also, something interesting about this coin, actually, I, I know more than I thought. Uh, the coin supply is actually going to zero. So hold on to it with dear life. I guess you're probably forced to sell it at some point. It's really interesting. Um, they issued it out when the Bitcoin was hacked, and I guess they're buying it all back, um, I, I guess, at some price. Uh, but the supply is meant to go to zero. Very interesting, Ryan. Thank you for teaching me something. 
Uh, all right, Stellar. Stellar is a payment infrastructure network um, started by the co-founder of Ripple when Ripple was going through with the SEC. Uh, this dude dipped and said, hey, I can do something better myself. And here we have Stellar. Um, I've used Stellar a little bit. It is it's really fast, um, really, really low transaction fees. But I think the trade-off is that it's a bit, de- it's a bit centralized. Um, I think that Bitcoin Lightning Network has a shot at um, replacing Stellar and Ripple and a lot of these other payment-focused currencies. Decentral and one of the first metaverses ever to come out. It's built on Ethereum and it's used as a transactional cryptocurrency on the Decentraland platform. You can buy land plots as NFTs with mana tokens. You can also buy uh, like different types of things within the ecosystem with the token as well. Uh, and it's shot up, especially after the meta announcement by Facebook late last year. We can check that right one out there. too. Yeah. <laughs> Craziness. Uh, all right. Bitcoin BEP2. This is like wrapped Bitcoin, but it's wrapped on the Binance smart chain instead of Ethereum. Hedera is another layer one smart contract blockchain. It's pretty scalable, but this one's focused on institutions and banks using smart contracts for things like supply chain management and infrastructure for these centralized organizations. Internet computer protocol came out in the beginning of 2021 to a lot of hype and a lot of VC sell-off. It's up 32% on the seven day, which probably means a whole lot of nothing. Uh, uh, It's my investment. Yeah, this was probably the worst investment I've ever made in crypto was ICP. Got in around $250. We're sitting at $22 now. So not the best. Luckily, I didn't allocate too much to internet computer, but it goes to show you, you can lose money in crypto. All right. VeChain, another supply chain management smart contract blockchain. This one's also focused on institutions. Um, It's kind of promising, but at the same time, I mean, focusing a smart contract blockchain on institutions can only go so far. That's probably one of the reasons it's kind of lower than a lot of the other permissionless smart contract blockchains uh, like BNB and Ethereum and, and Cosmos and those. Okay, so I want to add something that I saw a long time ago when I wrote the article on this. Um, however, they, when you, when you say enterprise connections, they're doing enterprise services for companies like BMW, uh, and tracking their supply chains, right? So maybe there is a limit on it, but I don't think we're anywhere near that limit. I think there's a huge use case for VeChain and its adoption, especially in the Asian markets, um, is really, really exciting so far. I don't think many people in America know about it and it's hard to trade on American exchanges. Um, so that being the reason that it's not too talked about, um, but I think VeChain is, might surprise a few of us. I'll leave it at that. Uh, okay. Filecoin. Filecoin powers the interplanetary file system, also known as IPFS. I think I got the sticker on my iPad right here. Boom. Check it out. Not your NFTs, not or not on IPFS, not your NFTs. Here's the file coin. I think you can see it. Anyways, you get the idea. Uh, It's the native asset for storing things on the interplanetary file system where all the NFT JPEGs are stored. That's right. Your your NFT proves ownership of a link. And that's about it. Good luck. Uh, All right, 38. Yeah, I do need some luck on this one. I would guess it's a smart contract blockchain because that's what like half of these in the top 100 are now. I don't know their selling point. Can you click on it? Can we see? 
uh, maybe spend yes, a minute on this one because I'm not too familiar with it. So it's on Binance Smart Chain, so low transaction fees. I guess it's an application token of some sort. Can I like make it? Yeah, there we go. Now you can see the whole Fire. thing. How neat is that? Still don't know what it's used for, though. Born to be free wants to know, the is Kronos the company that has the Bitcoin credit card for transactions? No, Kronos is uh, the crypto.com blockchain rebranded. So they wanted to kind of separate the whole doc. You know, calling a blockchain.com is kind of ironic to begin with. So I, I can see why they wanted to rebrand. They chose Kronos, which kind of has some similar ethos and the CRO can stay the same. But essentially, right, yeah, yeah, crypto.com did make the blockchain and you can use it with the credit card on crypto.com. But yeah, separate mm -hmm. entities. Elrond, I'm going to give up on now. I have no idea. Probably not an important blockchain if I don't know about it. JK, guys. But yeah, I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know how this one works. Uh, yeah, if somebody wants to fill us in, Please do. What's what makes this interesting? Um, all right, zoom back out. Axie Infinity, nice. All right, Axie Infinity, most popular NFT game, most popular play-to-earn game. This AXS token powers the ecosystem uh, and is required to do things like breed your axes. If you want to make money playing the game, you need AXS. Therefore, there is demand. Uh, the Waves blockchain is a EVM-compatible proof-of-stake smart contract blockchain, so you can easily pour over Ethereum apps onto the Waves ecosystem. has some adoption, but not as much adoption as some of its competitors, like Avalanche, which we went over earlier. It's like a top 10 crypto, uh, and this one is number 40, so its market cap is much smaller, about a fifth of Avalanche's. This sandbox is a play-to-earn metaverse created by Animoca Brands. Uh, should be integrating with the next coin on the list pretty soon. ApeCoin. ApeCoin is a transactional cryptocurrency for culture, for merch, for a lot of things in Yuba Labs ecosystem. You could go on and get some Bored Ape and Mutant Ape merch today, pay an ApeCoin, uh, but this will probably be used for most of their future NFT sales. They're selling NFT land. Coming up in a couple of weeks, they'll be selling 100,000 NFTs. And you're going to do another 100,000 NFT sale in August with ApeCoin. And ApeCoin will probably also be used for events. If they open up some nightclubs, they'll probably be used for that. Um, and other games are also integrating, like Logan said. So the Sandbox will probably integrate because Animoca Brands built out uh, a lot of the games within Yuga Labs ecosystem, but also published the Sandbox Metaverse. And some of the other games in Animoca Brands portfolio are already using ApeCoin as a token within their ecosystem. Nice. Monero is a zero-knowledge version of Bitcoin meant to store value privately and emphasize anonymity. I don't got it. You're giving me the hard ones. You got to choose. Let's not forget. Uh, the Theta blockchain power is a blockchain-powered network purpose-built for video streaming launched in March 2019. The Theta mainnet operates as a decentralized network in which users share the bandwidth and computing resources on a peer-to-peer -peer basis. <gasps> the project is survived by Stephen Chen, co-founder of YouTube, and Justin Khan, co-founder of Twitch. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's Theta crazy. features its own native cryptocurrency token, Theta, which performs various governance tasks within the network counts 
uh, Google, Binance, blah, blah, blah. Lots of good investors. Yeah, it seems like they have a good team behind them if they have the founder of YouTube and the founder of Twitch. Like, come on. Um, interested to see where this one goes over the next year. Circulating supply is at 100%. Interesting, interesting. This could be a buy, Ryan. What do you... Oh, oh my God. By the dip. So close. I mean, it could still be a buy, right? We've maybe could, bought it out at this point. Like you said, the team is really impressive, and I did not know about that team, the co-founder of Twitch and YouTube mm-hmm. working together. That's awesome. It, it looks like this crazy, crazy downtrend might be broken. Look for the hold, and then maybe it's a move. Uh, right. Phantom Network is a layer one blockchain ecosystem. Uh Who's behind it? Is it it's, a layer it one? Are you sure it's not a layer? Yeah, it is a layer one, right? I think so. ETH killer in the chat. <laughs> yeah, okay. We'll see about that, buddy. Um, it is a direct, directed acyclic graph smart contract platform, uh, which is technically not a blockchain. It's kind of more like uh, what? Uh, like a sharded database? Maybe, um, kind maybe similar, but not exactly. Um, it's like a fucking what's the not Ripple Stellar. Stellar uses a, a DAG as well, I I believe. Um, not really important. I think it gets the you know same application across. Um, actually, it's it's incredibly important. I shouldn't understate that. Um. But it's not too important to get into at this point in time. Um, yeah, layer one blockchain. Thorchain Rune, uh, a layer one blockchain. You're going to have to click on it if we want any more information than that. All these ETH killers, man. I can't wait for L2s to We need to, to make a, a cryptocurrency that's the next Board Ape Yacht Club and simultaneously an ETH killer. <laughs> that would do well. Uh, Board Ape Killer Inu. There you go. How are you feeling about that? To the moon. Uh, <laughs> what the heck is Thorchain I think that Rune? I this description. Yeah, you did. I think that project info. No, it doesn't have a. So we'll go to websites. It, it, this is the um, Cosmos cross chain right. decks, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I got it wrong. Mark me down a point. Uh, you want to give us the summary now? Yeah, so cross-chain DEXs, you can only swap. So for example, on Uniswap, you need Ethereum tokens to trade on that DEX. So if you want to trade Bitcoin on Ethereum's blockchain, on Uniswap, you need wrapped Bitcoin. It has to be within the ecosystem. ThorChain is trying to solve that problem by making a cross-chain DEX where you can trade cryptocurrencies on other blockchains with each other uh, by using Cosmos's ecosystem, which is a, a layer zero protocol that connects different blockchains, basically a hub of blockchains and cryptocurrencies. Nice. Tezos is another layer one blockchain. Um, the Ethereum core community seems to be more fond of this than uh, most of the other alternative layer one assets. I'm not incredibly knowledgeable on it, but I know they take uh, a, a somewhat more of a slow and uh, over time tortoise approach to it. So could be a good long term hold. 
And they have a, a decently high total value locked on their platform too, especially relative to their market cap. I think it's pretty mm-hmm. close to Avalanche is probably less at this point. Um, but for being around the 50th largest cryptocurrency, it's actually a pretty impressive one. All right, Clayton, this one has to do with, I think it's the Korean market somewhere out west. Uh, I'm pretty sure this is another layer one smart contract blockchain. Uh, I wonder how many times we're going to say that in this episode. Down a lot from all-time highs. Uh, But yeah, let's see what the selling point is because I'm not really sure on Clayton's selling point. Metaverse, Metaverse, GameFi, smart contract blockchain. Singapore-based nonprofit organization. What do you think about these smart contract blockchains real quick that are focused on only one application instead of just being general purpose? Yeah, I think it's a really good idea, but I think that if they're not plugged into an ecosystem like Cosmos or Polkadot uh, or maybe even like Solana, then like as a standalone chain, it's going to be really difficult for them to hold liquidity over time. Like I I think that application specific blockchains are going to become probably the most popular type of blockchain. uh, But not if they're not liquid across other, uh, you know, big protocols. Right. All right, EOS, like uh, smart contract blockchain, say it again. Uh, this was kind of from the 2017 Ethereum ICO era, um, kind of like a lot of hype. And like, like think Cardano today, that was EOS in 2018. That's a good analogy. Yeah, EOS's ecosystem is probably actually bigger than Cardano's, even though Cardano's market cap is much larger. But hey, Cardano's trying their very best out here. Helium is another really interesting cryptocurrency. They're doing hotspots for Wi-Fi, decentralizing internet, pretty interesting stuff. And I know a lot of people that will buy their miners. Their miners actually mine Helium by uh, providing hotspots to people. So you can provide internet on like the roof of your house and earn Helium for doing so. Pretty interesting project and really high ROI for mining. Uh, I would look into this if you're interested in mining cryptocurrency because most miners use so much electricity, it's not super profitable. Whereas helium, you don't use too much electricity and you can make an ROI in like two to three months mining helium as opposed to uh, usually around a year for a cryptocurrency miner. Um, Either a GPU or ASIC miners, both are around a year ROI at this point. Nice, nice, nice. I like helium. Um, Zcash. Zcash is another zero knowledge privacy coin for storing value. Flow is an application specific smart contract blockchain focused on NFTs. Uh, what was it? It was was it CryptoKitties? What what's on Flow it's blockchain? NBA Top Shots and CryptoKitties. CryptoKitties, Top Shot, and NFL All Day. All of the Dapper Labs projects are on the Flow blockchain. Now. Gotcha. So well, it's actually, specific to Dapper Labs, or can other projects? CryptoKitties must. CryptoKitties is probably still on Ethereum. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure they let projects go on, uh, just like open source. I doubt it. Um, but maybe in the future. All right, IOTA. IOTA is, oh no, this is what I was thinking of. IOTA is a directed acyclic graph trend, uh, payment currency. Um, basically, if you want to send a transaction, you have to do the work to verify three transactions. That way, um, there's always forward progress on the uh, tangle. Yeah, pretty cool. Do you still have your IOTA? 
Theoretically, I lost the private key, though, I think. <laughs> Bro. That's unfortunate. I got it at what, like two cents? Uh, I don't remember what you got it at, but I remember it was like four years ago. Mm-hmm. I should try to find that. <laughs> mm-hmm. We're a little bit more than halfway through. How's the time doing, Logan? I can't see the timer right now. 30 minutes. 30 left minutes. To go. We are making a good time. Yeah. Dude, I was I was mining on the test net for IOTA before it even came out. That's, That's crazy. What a time to be alive, man. All right, Ave. Ave is one of the largest protocols on Ethereum's network. It's a decentralized lending market, and you can lend out any ERC20 tokens on its platform and earn interest on it through smart contracts, completely peer-to-peer -peer and trustless. Um, anything from Ethereum to stable coins, you can deposit into Ave and earn an APR on your investment. One of the first DeFi protocols and one of the most well-known, like I said, it's on Ethereum, but it's also been adopted by many other protocols it's on avalanche like i said too so a lot of these evm compatible blockchains are adopting ave uh, as well as uniswap now and sushi swap uh, so that's ave logan dipped out for a second so i guess i'll go on to pancake swap no no oh. i got it i was just okay. getting thirsty yes sir I had to get my water i was gonna give you a um, minus point and just take over but go ahead pancake well, swap. i cannot let that happen pancake swap is the binance version of uniswap you can think about it like that a fork of uniswap that's on the BNB market is probably the highest volume decentralized decentralized exchange on the Binance ecosystem. Um, I know a lot of people that are bullish on it. Shout out J-Rod. The graph is a tooling kit for developers on Ethereum. I'm not sure if it's also on other blockchains. I would assume it's probably on a couple EVM compatible blockchains, uh, but it's basically like an indexer for developers so they can search up, get valuable information on different decentralized products. Uh, if you have anything to add, Logan, I feel like I probably got that from a really high level. Basically, it's decentralized Etherscan. So if you want to make a, a query to the Ethereum network to see like a wallet balance, for example, but you don't want to run it through a, a centralized source, um, if you want to keep that decentralized nature of the application, which is kind of the point of Web3, you could use the graph and pay some GRT tokens to make your query instead of Etherscan. Um, Maker. Maker is the... DAO governance token behind the DAI stablecoin. The maker DAO um, makes the governance decisions for the DAI protocol uh, and is in charge of making sure it remains pegged to the to one US dollar. BitTorrent is probably the oldest company on this list. They made a token a few years back, and I believe it's part of the Tron ecosystem. It might be part of the BNB ecosystem, uh, but it's used for peer-to-peer -peer file sharing, torrenting files, uh, and it used to be a centralized company, and now they have a token. They decentralized the protocol. I'm pretty sure it's on Tron, and I think it's the largest application on Tron's blockchain right now. Look at that. They're going for a bridge. Okay, so so it looks like they're rebranding to cross-chain interoperability, which is interesting. Mm -hmm. Got to do what's hot, I guess. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, obviously, like the fundamentals are there behind this project, but a pivot like that seems kind of cash grabby. Just be careful. Um, Gala, this is an NFT application specific blockchain. Totally just guessing based on the name, but let's see if I'm right. It has to do with gaming. Uh, right now. Does it? Oh, shoot. So, yeah, it's an application-specific blockchain for NFTs. I was right. Let's go. Um, that's a good name right there. That's a good name. I got it from just the G-A-L-A. Um, yeah, you get the idea. Play to earn, all that fun stuff. Ooh, co-founder of Zynga behind it. That's pretty big. Um, good fundamentals. 
this one might be a, a pickup. Harmony is a, I think it's technically a layer one, but it's a scaling solution for Ethereum. Uh, EVM compatible, just like Avalanche and a few of these other ones I mentioned. Huge presence at ETH Denver. I could talk about that because I don't really know Harmony super well, but they're already proof of stake. So their transactions are really cheap. They have a huge developer fund too of $300 million. So they're incentivizing everyone and anyone to build on their blockchain, which is super bullish. I love investing in projects with good ecosystems. So it's great to see that they're focusing on building out the ecosystem by incentivizing mm -hmm. developers with all of this money in grants and funding. Yep. Ethereum, Cosmos, Polkadot, all those projects incentivize the community and they're all doing really well because of it. Um, Stacks is, all right, this is a new one. Stacks is a layer 1.5 blockchain. Uh, this adds some additional functionality to the Bitcoin mainnet, but it's not fully uh, Turing complete. So you could do lending and maybe a few other basic applications using stacks that settles on top of the bitcoin network I actually have one of the coolest census protocols i've ever seen um the stx token basically is created and burned uh to pay like for stacks use of the mainnet right um it's a little bit more complicated than that you should check out the white paper this one's a, a cool cool protocol Neo. Neo is one of the oldest smart contract blockchains on this list. Uh, came out back 2016, 2017, and it's focused on the Chinese market. There hasn't been too much development with Neo. I think it's a, another one similar to Litecoin, where its name has been out there for a long time, so it has a lot of investors. And it's done all right during this bull market, but I think its all-time high was back in 2017. I, I wouldn't personally invest in this one because it was really hot back in the day, but it hasn't really gained traction in the current bull market. Uh, that's all I got with Neo. Not too much development going on on that one. Yep. Uh, Ecash, XEC. I feel like this was a rebrand of another blockchain. I can't remember which one it was, though. I think it was another one of those Neo era um, blockchains, but I'm going to need to call for some help on this one. Uh, Bitcoin Cash, ABC, has rebranded to huh. Ecash. So this is a Bitcoin fork. Um, and its reason for forking is uh, proof of stake consensus for Avalanche. Uh, eCash integrates a proof of stake consensus layer called Avalanche, which is not to be mistaken for the blockchain Avalanche. Okay, very different. This is proof of stake Bitcoin. Uh, probably not going to make it. Why is it not going to make it? Dude, because proof of work is important. Okay. It is. And Stacks is developing and the Lightning Network's developing on top of Bitcoin. So they have these solutions with cheap transaction fees. So what, what's the point of eCash? Bitcoin SV yeah. made by allegedly Satoshi Nakamoto, also known as Craig Wright. I like to call him Craig Wright uh, because it's not completely certain that he is Satoshi Nakamoto. Uh, he's never you know, opened up the Satoshi's wallet to prove it. So take everything. Satoshi's wallet has Satoshi's oh. wallet has claimed that he is not Satoshi. Yeah, yeah. Satoshi's wallet claimed that he's not Satoshi. So take that so, for what you will. That. I don't want to get sued. I, I hear Craig Wright likes to sue people that say he's not Satoshi Nakamoto. So what I'm going to say here is do your own research. Uh, but this is another hard fork. 
of Bitcoin and it forks saying this was Satoshi's vision. That's what SV stands for. Very good name, Satoshi's vision. Uh, so this is what Satoshi really wanted for Bitcoin, for it to be the 64th largest cryptocurrency uh, with nobody using it. Yeah. So I'm sure that's what Satoshi wanted. Uh, shitcoin. That's all I got to say about SV. I don't think we yeah, got more time. And we, ha we have like a little bit more time. I would like to just talk about the Craig Wright lawsuit because uh, the, the basis of the lawsuit, um, the jury was told to just assume that Craig Wright is Satoshi Nakamoto. So he made all these claims claiming that, you know, he was Satoshi. The person who was suing him uh, was the, the brother of the now deceased co-founder who worked with Craig Wright to create Bitcoin. Uh, and so the, the case was built on the assumption that Craig Wright was Satoshi because the court case was not to figure out whether or not he was actually. Um, but then Craig Wright was found guilty. Like, so on the, on the assumption he was Satoshi, uh, you know, Craig Wright made this, uh, you know, egregious error against the, the, the defendant, right? Uh, and so he's now oh, like required to pay half of Satoshi's Bitcoin to this dude. And that's not going to happen. <laughs> it's only uh, half fun of story, Bitcoin, fun story though. There. Why not? He, he'll still have 500,000 Bitcoin have, left, right? Because he's not Satoshi. He doesn't have access to it, man. Uh, yeah, so right after that court case happened, we'll move on quickly, but right after that court case happened, 60 of Satoshi Nakamoto's wallets uh, signed an identical message at the same time saying that Craig Wright is a liar and that he is not Satoshi Nakamoto. Uh, so do with that what you will. Um, all right, quant. Uh, let me guess. DeFi application-specific blockchain for quantitative trading. <sighs> Guys, it's really hard to, to know 100 cryptocurrencies at once. It's like there's like probably 100 outside of the top 100 that I know too. It's how many can I really keep in my head at once? Uh, especially these like tokens that I really don't care about. They don't have like utility. Um, not saying that this is one of them. We have yet to determine that. What makes quant unique? Uh, interoperability. Got it. Um, related pages. What ecosystem is it in? What are the tags? Platform interoperability. All right. Yep. Not a fan of this one. Um, claiming to be interoperability, trying to get the hype of the buzzword, and I see nothing legit behind it. Please let me know if I'm wrong, though. Always, always open to learning something. So let's move on. Convex Finance, they're involved with Curve's ecosystem. I don't exactly know how it plays a role, though. Logan, maybe you can explain this one a little bit better and get, you know, mark me down a point. Yeah, basically, they have their own liquidity incentives for curve which give like maybe they have some optimizations maybe they have a little bit of extra incentive allocated to the users of it but most of the curve governance is is controlled by the convex network at this point uh, interesting we might see like a the 51 percent attack of uh DeFi protocol for the first time a fork of the DeFi protocol maybe even but i have a feeling that these two teams will probably work together if they're not already working together um interesting to so this is one of the you know more bleeding edge tokens in uh the DeFi space today i'd say chili's is a sport fan token uh application specific blockchain 
big adoption in European football clubs uh, and spreading into the United States this year uh, should be on a lot more people's radars in, uh, you know, not too long from here. Also down pretty bad, but maybe found a bottom. I don't know. It's hard to say. Uh, I definitely look for it to, you know, go back up to 25 cents maybe. Um, Yeah, it's pretty cool. They do lots of NFTs. They have lots and lots and lots of ridiculously huge partnerships with like the biggest football clubs, making fan tokens for them. Uh, I think that it will be equally as popular in in the United States. So uh, definitely want to keep your eyes on. I mean, just like just look at that craziness. All right, what's next? All right, we got about fifteen minutes left, so we gotta go pretty fast. Loopring is another scaling solution for Ethereum. Uh, I like this one. They're focused on zk proofs. And they have an exchange built into it. So most of these decentralized exchanges use liquidity pools. Loopring actually uses order books. So it functions a lot more similarly to a centralized exchange with buy and sell orders. So some traders like that can probably put in limit orders on that exchange too, since there are order books. So definitely some benefits to Loopring. Pretty cool scaling solution for Ethereum. Nice. Somebody thinks we are wrong on quant. So maybe we'll have to go back and take a look at the end. Yeah, um, I mean, it's got a large market. We're count, almost out of time. Have some stuff going for it. Yeah, we got speed run. We gotta, we gotta do this challenge Good. and complete it. KCS exchange token, engine coin, uh, metaverse type cryptocurrency focused on play to earn gaming. They have a really cool ecosystem of developers, and they're launching a lot of games this year. Very ambitious roadmap, and if you want to invest in a fungible token to get exposed to NFTs and play to earn gaming, engine coin is a good choice. Nice. Uh, Kusama is the canary network for the Polkadot ecosystem. Before Polkadot launches and before the parachains launch, they launched, excuse me, they launched Kusama and they launched, uh, you know, test versions or canary versions. There is money in the Kusama ecosystem, which is different than the Ethereum test nets. This is like a canary net. So there's money in it, uh, but less, less at stake. And you can, you know, sort out the big issues ahead of time with lower risk, uh, not available in the U.S. as far as I'm aware. Is Celo tokenized gold or is that a different one? If it's not, then I don't know. I think that they, one of their applications, um, but they do other stuff as well. If you want to read that one, I'm going to go take a look back at uh, maybe what we missed on Quant. All right. among smartphone users. Okay, so they're focused on cryptocurrency adoption among smartphone users. They probably have an app to go along with this. Oh, and they use their phone numbers as public keys. So that's pretty interesting. You can easily send people money without knowing their cryptocurrency address and without having to buy an ENS domain. As long as you have your phone number, you can send them cryptocurrency. That seems pretty good for adoption balancing. Why not? Like Ethereum protocol couldn't just do something similar. Um, so there's that to consider. Let's see what else the network of creation of smart contracts, decentralized applications, DeFi. All right. So, I mean, sounds like your run of the mill proof of stake smart contract blockchain, but they're focused on user adoption by using phone numbers as private keys. That's what the selling point is for this one, it seems like. Uh, and I think I've spent my 35 seconds, Logan. We got still like 20 to go. Gotta pick up the pace. All right. Uh, Hubi token is another exchange token. Quick. Dash is a proof of work transactional cryptocurrency that Logan and I both used to mine in high school. <laughs> Basic attention token aims to replace the advertiser model and pay uh, at 
pay the users of social media platforms, people who watch ads for their attention. Uh, and it's built into the Brave browser. OKB is a cryptocurrency. TrueUSD is a stable coin as well. I don't know either of these two very much, Insightful. unfortunately. Um, all right. We'll, talk, we'll let, leave these ones to you guys in the chat. We're going to go try to wrap up that we can come back. Nexo, um, uh, centralized CFI platform. They offer uh, spend crypto with uh, like a Visa card. They have a, a cool debit card and they have um, some really good staking rates. You can also hold it and earn more interest on your crypto if you have Nexo tokens. Zalika, mm. another smart contract blockchain focused on scalability, but I'm not quite sure on the selling point of it. Arweave is an NFT uh or i think it's a layer two it's meant for like big scaling it's uh um, it's storage it's file storage for nfts yeah that too all right 10 minutes left running out of steam curve token curve dow uh, token built on ethereum one of the ogs in DeFi, used for trading mostly for stable coins you can also stake your crypto on curve dow again focused on stable coins to earn interest on your digital assets Kadena. Nice. Kadena, I think, is another smart contract blockchain, but I'm not sure on the selling point of it. Enterprise focus, sure maybe. Either. Um, only scalable layer one proof of work blockchain. There you go. Proof uh, of work is its selling point. Don't see that these days. Uh, Mina. Let's see. Let's see. Succinct blockchain. World's lightest blockchain. Interesting. So the blockchain is supposed to remain at a constant size despite new transactions. So how do they make the old transactions smaller is my question. Um, AMP is used for payment assurances and it's like a, a form of collateral for stable coins this launched on coinbase last year got a lot of hype but it's still down from its all-time highs anything mm. to add logan not particularly um holo smart contract blockchain yes peer-to-peer -peer distributed platform for hosting decentralized applications didn't see that one coming Beta fuel. Beta fuel is a collateral token. Nope. It's one of two native tokens on the Theta blockchain. T fuel should. Not. Okay, so this is how Theta tokens, the governance token. T fuel is the uh, utility gas token for the Theta network. NEM. Eight minutes left. New economy movement. This one's like Stellar and like Ripple, I believe. It's focused on cheap payments, um, but this one's more public. So I, I think it it focuses on retail users a little bit more so than than Ripple and Stellar Lumens that are focused more on bank transfers. Anything notable to add, Logan? Not in particular. Um, I do want to go back to Quant real quick, though. Um, yeah, you're making lots of boys mad in the chat about can... Quant, Logan. Kind of yeah, controversial so, take. Did you learn anything more on Quant? 
Apparently, I'm supposed to look up interoperability, but I've already explained that a few times on this episode. So please let me know what I'm missing. I just looked up the Quant website. Didn't see anything too exciting. Seemed like a lot of buzzwords. Uh, and yeah. This whole so, but, show like, has please, been buzzwords, please, Logan. Please tell me what I'm missing. Uh, all right. NEM. Just did that one. Oh, we did? Yes. Well, NEM mine then. Oasis <laughs> Network. If only we read our writer's article on Oasis Network that's uh, currently on Trello, waiting to be posted. Check it out. Uh, uh, layer Scalable layer one blockchain. Guys, come on. Think of something <laughs> different. Seriously. This just goes to show you that just because something is scalable in a smart contract blockchain doesn't mean it's going to succeed. And there's a hundred of them out there and nothing is a sure investment just because there's benefits over Ethereum doesn't mean it's going to succeed in the long run. If I had to guess, most of these probably won't even be in the top 100 blockchains within 10 years from now. Yeah, conservatively. Exactly. And it's like the same thing is starting to happen with interoperability blockchains. Uh, I think that uh, Quant is probably a good example of this. Um but and I, it will get even worse with layer two blockchains next year. Like everyone will be like, oh, fully scalable, EVM compatible layer two blockchain, seamless, uh, frictionless. Uh, and I'll just be rolling my eyes the whole time because like there'll be people out there who are new to the space and like hear about the hype and don't know what to do. And then, you know, they want to get in something that's small and it's new that has upside potential when really like there's way more upside potential than you probably need on like Ethereum and Polygon and Bitcoin um, and NFTs. Pax um, Dollar. Let's get through this. We got like seven minutes left. Time is ticking, right. Logan. Pax Dollar, another stable coin. I think this one's actually backed by gold instead of USD or Bitcoin. So mm -hmm. that's kind of interesting. Decred's another interesting one. Uh, it's kind of like Bitcoin where it's supposed to be a store of value. It's also supposed to be a transactional cryptocurrency, but its selling point is it uses proof of work and proof of stake together. Uh, so it, apparently it's very scalable, but it's also very secure. So interesting stuff here. I like this one. Um, but it, I mean, its market cap is, is much smaller than a lot of other cryptocurrencies that are solving the same problem. All right. We got someone out in the chat who really wants to know about crypto companies. So let's finish these up and we'll mention a couple of crypto companies at the end for you. Iotex, uh, let me guess, layer one smart contract. It's blockchain. actually, this one's used to communicate between machines. Uh, and I think it's kind of like IOTA in that sense. Interesting. So this has to do with the Internet of Things and transacting value between machines to get services done. I like it. Um, all right, Gnosis. This is a uh, Ethereum layer two that uses zero knowledge rollups to basically make POAPs and other stuff like DAO voting on, uh, put it on chain, have it EVM compatible and accessible, um, but make it free, basically. Uh, Gnosis is dope. Combound Finance is another OG DeFi protocol used to earn interest on your cryptocurrency that's held on the Ethereum blockchain. Uh, pretty cool stuff. Great team behind it. But it has been suffering recently with the DeFi bull market over like the past 12 months at this point. Secret. Um, can't tell you. Secret is a privacy-focused blockchain, and I think it's built on Cosmos. It's built on one of the interoperability protocols we talked about earlier. Yeah, it's built on Cosmos. Dude, you're not supposed to tell. Well, too late. We got to get through it, man. We got four minutes and 30 seconds left to finish right. this up. The secret is out, I guess. <laughs> Symbol is uh, trusted and secure enterprise blockchain. Smooth friction 
that smooths business friction. Okay. It's not frictionless. It just smooths friction. I can get behind that. Uh, launched it in March, 2021. Um, yeah. I mean, like there's a lot of opportunity in the enterprise space and there's probably going to be a lot of people that, you know, get a small slice of the pie in the short term, but it will consolidate eventually. So plan accordingly, I guess. All right. Quant. Qtum. Quantum actually is how it's pronounced. Other than that, I know nothing about it. Proof of stake, smart contract, open source, blockchain, value transfer protocol aims to bring together the strengths of Bitcoin and Ethereum, but in one single chain. <laughs> uh, Yo, Logan, can you throw up Black they did an ICO. Okay, we got like four left, but I honestly don't know these. So, I mean, we can try and complete the challenge here. Oh, we I know you're in finance. Let's do challenge. it. SXP, let's go. What is it? Uh, Swipe currently powers the world's largest digital asset exchange, Binance and FTX, connecting the world's largest payment network. Seems pretty good. I'm going to have to mark this one down to look at later. Uh, Neutrino USD, stable coin. <laughs> You're in finance, Ryan. Tell me. You're in finance. This was the first DeFi protocol I used. Another one of the OGs in the Ethereum space. Their token super expensive, but it was much, much more expensive back during the DeFi bull market when they released Woofy token when dog coins were hot. Made it exchangeable one to a million ratio and your finance token went up to $96,000 before quickly crashing back down again. But essentially, you can earn interest through their yield farming protocols. They operate with a bunch of different cryptocurrencies um, as well as protocols. So you can put your money in your finance. They might go to Aave. They might go to uh, like Uniswap LP pool. I'm not exactly sure which all the applications they use are, uh, but they go on to other protocols and optimize the yield for your tokens on Ethereum. All right. Uh, six, 70 seconds left. Bora describes itself as a decentralized entertainment platform that distributes digital content, provides incentives to participants, projects layer to platform with a KCT based token system. We did it. Let's oh, go. Air horse in the chat. Oh. That was hard. I'm pooped now. We did not bust today, though. We made it to the moon. All right. Now is the time where you guys, first, drop a like. Second, drop a comment. Let us know who the winner is. Who hit more of their uh, coins? Who messed up, missed it, just like I'm doing right now with my English? Ryan, that was a lot of fun. I think we should do challenges like this more often. Um, Please let us know down in the comments if you enjoyed today's content. Um, We seem to have a lot more viewers than normal, so maybe we'll have to run it up. Let us know what other uh, challenges you want us to do. Ryan, what are you thinking? Thank you. And yeah, man, we should do this more often. That was a lot of fun. I'm, I'm a little pooped from it. And remember, take everything with a grain of salt, guys. We can't keep up with yeah. all 100 top cryptocurrencies, but we can spark your interest to do some more research. So I'm sure that we got a couple things wrong in there. Um, but go do your own research. We That's the starting point for you, right? Now you know a little bit about all the top 100 cryptocurrencies. I thought it was a pre- pretty valuable episode. I thought it was a great episode as well. And so the for, for the last guy, I promised a stock uh, pick. I'm going coin. I'm very long coin personally. So take that with a grain of salt. HBAR, we talked about this. You can go back a little bit in the video and find it. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in today. Make sure to follow us both on Twitter at Logan Ross. Connect with me on there. I just hit 1,500 followers, about to get to 2,000 
make it happen, guys. Let's send me a DM. Hit us up. If you got any more questions, come back on Friday and we will have another episode of Moon or Bust. Um, anyways, stay tuned to the Benzinga channel. We have uh, pre-market prep at the close coming up in about 30 minutes for now. Mark wants to know how long we've been in crypto, Ryan. We, we don't have anyone kicking us off as far as I'm aware. I think we have 30 minutes of space to fill. So Mark, uh, I got into crypto in like 2014 when I was building a gaming PC, heard about Bitcoin mining computers, thought it was really cool. Uh, it started investing in like 2016, 2017 when Ryan brought it back to my attention. Um, we both got our first NFTs in 2018. Uh, we are uh, hopefully what you would consider an OG of the space, especially for our age. Okay, All cool. right, man. <laughs> I'm glad you liked it. Uh, all right. Smash the like if you haven't yet. Go down, please, please. Click the like. We need 100 likes for the 100 cryptos in 60 minutes challenge. Run it back. Ryan, are you trading anything? I'm or not what trading you anything right now. I traded some ape coins today for some mutant ape merch. Unfortunately, I only got one hoodie because you could only do one transaction. But that's the only trade I've made today. I think it was a good one. I, I spent 6.7 ape coins on a hoodie. That's a great deal considering I got 2,040 of them for free. But I have a, I have a strange feeling wow. in my head that ApeCoin and Yuga Labs is going to slowly take all of my ApeCoins from me with merch and with Metaverse Land. And before you know it, I'll be out of ApeCoins. I'll be sad. I'll have a ton of swag and hopefully some Metaverse Land. Oh, shoot. Okay, so it turns out Options Flow is on right now. If you want to learn how to start options trading uh, right here, right now, Jonathan Mallard, uh, you'll be redirected to his show. If you aren't, go click on the Benzinga channel and go watch it right now. Learning how to trade options. This is where you want to be if you've got some liquidity to put into the markets right now. So thank you, everybody, for tuning in to Moon or Bust. Enjoy the rest of your day. Peace out.